welcome to the latest episode of the Copcast podcast after a, well, let's call it a historic week in Liverpool's and Liverpool's recent history um, off the back of what seemed like a, a, a difficult task against Napoli, which we rose to and rose above and currently sit at the summit of the Premier League. So I've got three guys to talk through this tonight. In Belfast, we've got Johnny Gall, born and bred John Henderson. How are you, Johnny? I'm very good, mate. Steady on with the historic stuff. Wasn't that historic, was it? It could be an historic (laughs) week, Johnny. It could be. If it was Um, more than 16 games gone, maybe. A very good week, Dave, though, nonetheless. Very good. All right, stop all the fun out of it then. Fine. (laughs) Let's see. Chief, Neil Patterson in Berlin. Are you a little bit more excitable than Mr. Henderson there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was I was thinking about it when you said historic there on on the way, and I was, I was thinking, is it somehow historic? And actually, it is because it's our best ever start to a top flight season in history, including the the old first division or whatever. Like, I think the win against uh, against Bournemouth made sure of that. So, uh, so yeah, flying high and um, a nice wee, well, nice wee, a fucking tense. Nervous game last night, but a victory which was required. And in the end, yeah, we're we're fucking sitting pretty at the minute. So looking forward to getting into it a bit. Good stuff. And Dave, uh, Dave Karn, blast from the past. Brazil, you're not quite escaped from yet, but um, I'm sure at your age you couldn't have done with last night because I know it took a few years off me. Wait a tell you one one good thing about listening to the boys are like. My age, being old and shit like that, and remembering all whenever we used to win leagues, but you know this this is basically it, the way it used to be, unbeaten before Christmas, and that's the way we used to build our league uh, championship campaigns. And you know what? At the minute, cloud nine, but you know there's a long way to go with it. City aren't going to lie down, um, unlike their opponents. So, uh, <laughs> so there's a long way to go in it. But you see, right now, I, I'm I'm totally over the moon. I'm optimistic. I re- I truly am optimistic. Good stuff. Good, good. All right. Well, Johnny, look, I'm going to kick off with you because um, we'll start. Low on the regis- yeah, we'll start low <laughs> on the register of excitement and we'll build our way up like any good film. Um, so last night, last night, the scene was set. We knew what we needed to do at Anfield. We promptly went about getting the job done in a professional and disciplined manner. But what I did notice was that's as close to last season's swashbuckling performances as I've seen all year. In fact, it was reminiscent of those performances, even down to the the harem scarum ending that we had. And what that tells me with that that 4-3-3 is, in fact, we can still play that way if we want to, and we've been choosing not to, which I think there was certainly question marks over that. So... What did you think of the change? What did you think of the performance overall? And what does that what does that performance and the style of the win say for us moving forward? Um, well, first of all, I do want to qualify my slightly downbeat point because um, <laughs> I don't want everyone thinking I'm a miserable git, and you guys are all very very excited. But no, I just meant in the context of. <clears throat> At the end of the day, it was just getting out of the group stages. And I think after last year, where we'd done so brilliant, you know, top scores in the competition, I think it would have been really, really poor form for us to go out at the group stages. And, you know, we've we've got to be a team that, that keep competing at the sharp end. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, it was, you know, we've had a brilliant, brilliant start, as Chief pointed out defensively, which is great. We're top of the league, which is great. Um, and I know it's been a historically good start, a historically good defensive record. But I suppose I was just thinking in the grand scheme of things, we are just into the knockout stages, which I think as as Liverpool Football Club, that's where we should be every season minimum when it comes to the Champions League. So that that, that was all I was saying that. No, Dave, I think you make a great point on the on the approach against Napoli. I, I thought there was it was really there was a really good talk about it on, actually on the Monday Night Football when Carragher and Neville were talking about it. One of the things that Klopp said was that you know they, they, they were quoting Klopp where he sort of recognised that teams have cottoned on to the fact that uh, 
you know, our biggest strength or, you know, he always said that the best playmaker you can have, it isn't a continue or a great number 10, it's, it's the counter press. You know, that's where you really make your chances. And I think you're dead right. Um, there's been a lot of people saying, you know, what's sustainable? Um, can you play at that pace? And I think Klopp has, you know, he's had a couple of seasons to look at the way teams go about their business now against Liverpool. And he's realised, you know, they're not going to come out and they're not going to tip-tap about. So, you know, we've had to become more clinical. We've had to reserve our energy more. We know that they're not going to tap it about and allow us to press high up the pitch. And he's adjusted. Um, but you're dead right, Dave. That was exactly it last night. I thought, I think it has to be said, whilst, you listen, I don't want to take nothing away. I thought it was an exceptional performance. Um, I've seen some people saying, oh, we weren't that good. And I was like, what What game were you watching? I think, especially in the second half, everything came together. You know, Robertson just almost superhuman, the amount of times he carried the ball. The midfield were all over them. Firmino, Salah, Mane, you know, they could have had five or six goals. Um, you know, it really was. And the midfield improved that massively. I thought Henderson, much better second half. Milner, Wijnaldum were everywhere. But I think as well with, with Napoli, there was a wee, I think there was a large element too. They did play into our hands. Um, you know, Ancelotti was very sort of bullish going into the game about how they would how they would attack, how they weren't going to be afraid. And, you know, they came and Ospina kept throwing the ball out short. They kept trying to build from the back. And we just ate them alive, really, didn't we? We just we just squeezed. But I think you're right, David. It shows a new flexibility, you know, in other games. But it shows that when it comes to the crunch, when we come up against opposition that are going to willing to do that, we can switch into that mode. You know, we play the three right up there with Firmino in the middle. He hasn't played there. The season has been a lot deeper. Salah's been through the middle. It was very evident. Salah was, <clears throat> you know, he was hugging that right-hand side. He absolutely tortured them all night. But, but I think it shows a, a real maturity in the in the team that in such a big game, they controlled it. And we can play a number of ways now. And I suppose everybody's been saying it, that because of the defensive platform we have now, we don't have to play well to win, but when we do play well like that, we're still capable of, you know, making a lot of chances. So, yeah, I thought it was a, a super, super performance and puts us in really good spirits now going into obviously a big, quite a, quite a big game on Sunday. Yeah, that's more like the Johnny I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with everything you say there. I think it was it was an absolutely swashbuckling performance. I think we we could have had we could have had five or six, but. I think what what stood out for me was there was the the cries of are we not playing the way we were last season because Buvax is missing and was he the key behind this you know counter attacking football and you know it's obvious now that, that that's not the case and I think what we've seen is we've seen a manager who has evolved during his his Premier League experience and adapted his coaching methods and his tactics and his style of play to to the league and to the individual um, teams within the division. And as a result of that, we're now sitting sitting top of the league with a, a ridiculous number of points, so a record-breaking number of clean sheets, um, and ahead of what was touted to be the, the, runaway, the runaway leaders. So not only that, but I saw last night the evolution of, of some players um, and I would point out, you know, Wijnaldum was phenomenal. Salah looked like he was almost running the game from, from the right-hand side um, and linking the play up from the right-hand side and moving across the pitch. And, and, and then also, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned Robertson as well. Chief, what stood out for you amongst those performances and, and what do you notice the, where do you, how do you notice that we've moved on from last year? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I mean, Mo Salah, for example, obviously he had the, the, the marvellous season last season, the absolute breakthrough and, and the mad season with 40, what was it, 44 goals or over 40 goals anyway? Yeah, 44, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and obviously when we signed him, even people who like myself, who thought, yeah, he's definitely going to be a hit, didn't envisage 44 goals. Like, I mean, I think I was saying at the start of the season, he'd get, you know, he'd get his 15 or 20, definitely, and, you know, in his first season. 
and he, he absolutely exploded. But he's developing and evolving. He's getting better, I think. I mean, obviously he had a, a, a patchy for his standard start of the season and he, he didn't seem to be at his best. But that's kind of good, you know. You just, I suppose you want to you want to time your peaks right, you know, um, and hit hit form at the right time. And that's what he's what he's doing at the minute. And the evolution of his game is that when we signed him, we signed him as a, a quick outside forward, if you will, so you know, a wide forward, a quick wide forward. He, you know, over the course of last season, he de- he's de- developed and become kind of the, now the the furthest forward, the main striker, if you will. And there's been the uh, a bit of a debate about whether we should do that because that moves Bobby out and and so on and so forth. But you know, Salah has, by virtue of his of his uh, performances last season and and the player that he is, he's become the main man very much in the front three. And that was an evolution in itself, and you're seeing it further evolve now as he as he starts to hit form and what looks like now top form. That as you say, he 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 owns games and runs games in that situation, and you know, in a scenario like that, he's linking the play. He's, I mean, the number of chances created. I think it was pointed out by base tuned to red Andrew Beasley on on uh, in one of his columns a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it was the was it the Burnley game where Salah doesn't score. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a Bernie game, and like people said, but, um, oh yeah, it was he was a bit quiet today, or whatever. But Andrew Beasley pointed out that he made like four, he, he created four chances or something, and and the quality of chances he's creating is is amazing. So he, he's adding that to the game as his game as well. He's got more assists than any of the other uh, strikers he's up against in the in the in the top goal scoring charts. He, He's had a hat trick there at the weekend and absolutely owned that game. And the last game, the last goal is like a fucking is it a computer game goal. Like it's fucking nuts. Yeah, that, the last goal is just an absolute joke. It's a, that ab, an absolute piss take from start yeah. to finish. It's like George. You remember know that famous George Best goal where he fucking beats around like the whole that team. Was and Northampton. That was that was yeah. a, I, I I quoted that in the group there. That, that's what I saw. Neil, I, I yeah. saw George Best goal where he's kind of stopping it on the goal line and beating beating around him one more time before he knocks it in. That, that kind of thing, and that's that's what it was. It was just he was in total control of that whole situation the whole time. And how many players did he put on his hold? Put on their holds, and he'd done it again last night. The turn to get away from whoever the defender is before he um the left back beat, Rui somebody yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's not forget he he Bakuli buys Bakuli Bali or whatever. Um, yeah. he's he's really highly rated and he made an absolute mug yeah. of him for the winner. Yeah, yeah he left him flat footed. It was it was it was reminiscent of. Uh, granted, he didn't make him fall over, but it was like what Messi did that time to Boateng, where he just squared him up and just left him, and he was gone. And then the balls in the net. Dylan was a bit better than both hang there, Dave. Though. Yeah. Well, that's that's fair. That's why he didn't fall over. For the first, for the first, however long it was, he was their only defender because we were sort of ripping them to shreds. And Koulibaly seemed to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, um, could we buy uh, him? Do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, we were linked with him ages ago, but only as a second choice, basically backup for Van, D- Van Dyke. But obviously, we never had a backup for Van Dyke because we clearly were only going to ever go for him. But now the money is like absolutely mad for him. So I don't think we will be. But the point is, he, he was playing really well. And the point about Salah is to get back to that. He's he's he's. He owned the he, he owned the game last night. He owned the game against Bournemouth. He ran the show against Burnley, certainly statistically, and created. Now it wasn't. I don't think it was the Burnley game, Chief. It was the home game before that. It oh, was the. Um, Everton, someone the, help me. The Derby. No, it wasn't the Derby either. Watford. I don't remember. Watford the away game then. Well, oh, maybe it was Watford because I think he didn't start against Burnley, did he? I don't think any of the three started against Burnley. Right. You're right. It wasn't burning. But I do know what game you play where a lot, a, a lot of, a lot of his good work was being done with his back to goal, absolutely holding the ball up, linking the play. Yeah, a hundred percent. And he's uh, he's evolving that part of his game. He's becoming more complete as a player. And you're looking at a player who the the, the stats will prove it goal wise, assist wise. He's on a par 
with the Messi's and the Ronaldo's. You know, he's yeah. Tense. Well, just to just to call that out, Chase. Um, we we talk about Messi and Ronaldo how they've they, they've just basically rewritten football history with the numbers that they're putting up. Yeah. Salah's numbers for Liverpool, it's seventy eight goal involvements, which is goals or assists in seventy five games. Now that is that's not normal. No, absolutely it's not. It's not normal for a player to score that many goals and create that many goals and chances at the same time. And you saw last night too, he could have had three. Yeah. And this is against the Napoli team that have lost once this whole season, one match, and that was away to Juventus, who are essentially runaway leaders in, in Syria. They've drawn one game this year, Juventus, and won everything else. Yeah. So it's it's a phenomenal performance from a player who you're right is is just is is evolving right right before our eyes. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and the sky's the limit for him. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't see any reason why he doesn't go on to become top scorer again this season, Premier League, Golden Boot winner. Um, I mean, we're seeing, we, we, we've been blessed as Liverpool fans to see a lot of great strikers put up great numbers. You know, you're in rushes, you're even going further back. You know, you're, you're Keegan, you're rushes, you're, um, you go on through the 90s, you're Robbie Fowler, Michael Owens, and you keep going, Torres, Suarez, and, you know, Suarez was a creator as well, but Salah's doing stuff on a, on a different level again. And, yeah, yeah, it, it keeps going. And we've evolved as a, as, a, as a team in general, sort of going back to your question. It, we just, we have the confidence now. We have the calm heads. We have the the absolute belief and assuredness that we haven't had as a club for well since since the Rafa day. Since maybe maybe we had it slightly in 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 oh um, eight oh nine that season. You know that, that. But the absolute you know assuredness basically that that everything's going to be all right. You know, we we have this. We're under control. We're we're not going to concede stupid goals. If we do concede a stupid goal randomly, there is a mistake. It happens from time to time. We're not going to concede another one and another one. We're not going to fall apart. And oh yeah, we're pretty fucking good going forward as well. And yeah, our midfield is not bad. Um, so you know, it, it's a belief in in each other. It's a belief in the systems. It's a belief in the manager. It's a belief in the philosophy. It's a belief that. Everything is working right and will continue to do so. And if they keep doing what they're meant to do, it's going to deliver. Absolutely. I uh, couldn't agree with you more. Dave, this, um, this looks like a, 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 a healthy, healthy football club at the moment from, from top to bottom, off the pitch, on the pitch. Um, and what we also saw last night was um, some of our, our what we would call fringe players or maybe players who don't quite get the recognition that the Salas and the Manes and the Firminos get really come to the fore. Um, I think we saw Madup have a second great game in a row. He looks to have an element of aggression in his game now that he didn't have before. Um, Henderson really stood out in the second half for me. Um, wasn't great in the first half, but again, I think that kind of gives that contrasting um, stereotype of, of Jordan Henderson in one match there where he's either he's either loved or he's hated and actually what you'll find is the truth somewhere somewhere in the middle and then Jeannie Wijnaldum's another one who was said to disappear on, in big games or away matches who was probably the best player in the pitch so we've talked Salah to death who else stood out for you and what differences do you see from last year and I think Using your your geographical insight, let's say, let's have a chat about the the big beautiful man between the sticks. What the the one I didn't believe in when he signed for us is that the one? <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't say that, but that, your, that your, I had severe your doubts honesty, over. <laughs> your honesty is refreshing, no, nonetheless. Fair enough. Arms in the air, like the, the the man's been a colossus. There's no two ways about it. But before we go anywhere, I want to pause for a moment and for poor uh, Dries Mertens. Because that poor child visited Anfield when we were under Roy Hodgson and thought that this is Anfield sign meant nothing. Now, I understand it. I feel sorry. This kid's to be pitied more than anything else. But I don't think he's going to be making that mistake again. 
You know, he visited us in our darkest hour and thought he was getting away with one. No, not a chance. I, I have visions of him sitting on his sofa dribbling tonight in, in trauma, and hopefully it's true. But you'll, all of you have left out one player from last night that I am I'm baffled at, and it's a Brazilian, and that was Firmino. For me, Dave, Firmino is back to that that rabbit animal again. You know, he, you know, he's the closest we have to, to you know that Diego Costa prick bastard. He never lets up. You know, uh, and and the last couple of games he was added a bit in Bournemouth as well, and, and it's just when you know Firmino's on top of his game, he's hounding, he's forever hounding, he's flailing his leg about, flailing an arm in front. He's, I would imagine he is just the biggest nightmare to play against. And when we're on song, I say that we drag back that he had uh, with the foot in the centre circle as well. It's just, it's just poetry. And you know, you're waxing lyrical there about Salah. Um, you know, Manny had a, a night. He was in great positions, but it's finishing less less said about the better. He's saving himself for the weekend, hopefully. Um, but but you know what I mean. Firmino, when Firmino is ticking, we are a much much better side. You mentioned Henderson. You know my thoughts on it. I I said he was good. He was good second half. That's we'll leave it there. I can't bring myself any further than that. One Alden for me. And I'm curious about what you guys think about this as well. I you know, I really like him. I really, really do like him, but it's like he gets to the edge of the area, he gets into the box, and there's almost that he needs that second, um, you know, where, where, where all our other players seem to, to be able to just move the ball on or, or shoot. He needs that moment, and he doesn't, he needs that second, and he doesn't seem to be willing to back himself to shoot in a lot of these occasions. And there's there's been a few occasions in the last few games where you're just going, put your foot through the ball, have a crack at it, why not? And... Uh, it's not a criticism, but it's just something that, that, that bugs me. I think that his work rate, there's no two ways about it. It's exceptional. and and But it's just, I think it highlights that sort of, you know, the sameness of the three that he played there last night. Uh, and don't get me wrong, that midfield worked work the socks off last night. There's absolutely no criticism for any of them in it. But they just lack, and I've seen it everywhere. I've seen the pundits, I've seen it on Twitter. That we just, with the three the same, lack that. You know, that bite, something that Nabi Keita coming on gives you. Um, and as I say, you know, Firmino last night for me was back in a more advanced position. Yes, he was dropping deeper at times, but overall he was back being that nuisance again. Um, but, you know, for, for yourself, Dave, like, would you, would you agree with me on one album in that, in that final, that very final third in the box? And at times I just feel it, it just slightly slows us. And again, I'm loath to call it a criticism. It's just something something I've noticed. Yeah, I, I don't think it's his natural game. I think, you know, he's played as a number 10. You've seen what he can do when he's playing for Holland at, at the tip of a diamond where he can, he can get in the end of things in the box and he can score goals. But that's largely playing on the counter-attack. And I can imagine if you put him higher up the pitch... In a game like last night, you might see more of that. But see, I don't I think, see that, Dave. I really don't. I think what you see, what you're seeing now, is the best that we can get. Um, and, and you know, for that reason, maybe those advanced rules are maybe not the best place for him to be. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, Johnny, when all them um, divided opinions for for a lot of the time. Um, I think I don't know whether it's for, I'm sure his form has improved, but. I think he's doing what he was doing before in the middle of the park, facilitating, winning the ball back. And he is a percentage player and he plays the right pass 99 times out of 100. And, you know, there was, there was a period at the uh, an injury time where he seemed to hold on to the ball for about 45 minutes of the last minute. Just, just yeah. twisting and turning away from players, getting his body in the way. Staying in the pass and turning, turning the other way, and it was a, a phenomenal piece of close control and work rate for a player that, let's remember, wasn't even supposed to be on the pitch because he was about to get hooked before James Milner saw his opportunity to say, "Oh shit, fuck, I can get off the pitch here." Lay down, stuck my leg up, cramp here, boss, take me off instead. So, yeah, you know h- how much. How much do you think he brings? And you know, on Dave's point, do you think we could get more out of him in an attacking sense? Yeah, I mean, I I thought when Alden, I thought it was a strange game from Alden because I thought like ninety five percent of what he done 
was absolutely excellent. You know, that he just uses his body so well. He's such an intelligent player. You know, he's got a real sense. He can read the game. Um, he, you know, he he always seems to have energy. He always seems to be able to carry the ball. Um, and I almost feel for him a wee bit in that he's, he's so talented, but I actually think his best, his greatest strength is arriving in the box and giving him that freedom to get into the box because, you know, I think there was a game where he, he scored doesn't four have to goals think, for John, Newcastle. When, when he arrives late in the box, yeah. it's only the one thing to do. It's this, I think this is maybe the point that I'm... Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm a pains to point out. This is not a criticism of him. It's just something that, that's apparent. Yeah. Well, do you know what I would have said last night, though, Dave? I thought his decision-making last night was, whilst 90 95% of what he'd done was excellent in the game, I thought his decision-making and composure was unusually poor for him last night. I mean, there was one in the the second half. It was early on where he, we'd done we'd won the ball. We'd done a nice wee bit of quick football. And it came across, I think Salah did a lovely wee pick out of a ball to him in the box. And he tried some kind of mad volley. With the outside of his right foot, but when it wasn't, you know, he had all he had to do was take a touch, and Trent was was in, and and all he had to do was lay lay it wide, and he just seemed to do. And then there was a situation too in the first half where we won the ball quick. Firmino popped it off to him. Salah was running off him, and he should have just carried the ball on. He tried to force it through to Salah, so it was a strange game for him, and that he, he he frustrated me a wee bit, and that he just in the final third is choice of pass or his choice of what he was going to do wasn't John, quite right. But th- There's another aspect of it as well. I think those three in the midfield there last night were told to sit because if you look at Robertson and uh, Trent while he was on, they were the main focus of drive. It wasn't the midfield, it was the fullbacks were the main focus of the drive from the back. Yeah, I agree. But I think that was Klopp was, was smart. I mean, he'd heard the way Ancelotti was talking in the build-up to the game and he knew that well, first of all, he probably thought you know, this is going to be a bit of a battle, and will they fancy it? Because I think for all that we're saying, and Liverpool were excellent, you know, they really were poor. You know, if you were a Napoli fan in Anfield last night, you'd have been gutted, you know, compared to the team that really went at us and went at us until they got their, their lake winner in Naples. They absolutely, for me, they bottled it. You know, their midfield yeah, they didn't. Were. They, were, they weren't up for the fight, and I thought Klopp knew that. that. That's why he picked that team. He knew that if we got in their faces and were aggressive and physical and put some tackles in, w- would they respond? And I think as well, the other thing that played into his hand, Dave, was I think he, he knew, I think Klopp had thought about it and thought, I don't think I need that real spark and creativity from midfield tonight because they are going to play the way they've played all season. They're going to be adventurous. They're going to play short. They're going to play out from the back. And that's why he, he changed things. You know, he, he played the front three the way that we've seen them all last season. Um, you know, we Salah White. He knew that the, the midfield weren't going to... There wasn't going to be an onus in our midfield to thread a ball through the eye of a needle and create a, a chance against a really deep defence. He knew, actually, our best chances here are going to come from winning the ball high off the pitch against these boys. And, and that's exactly how it turned out. So, you know, you've got to give kudos to Klopp. I mean, I, like a lot of people, reacted probably seeing the midfield and went... Fabinho and Cater are just coming into form. Well, you know, do we really want to be? You know, uh, do, do we really want to be playing at midfield? But you know, he got it right. He got it right. You've got to say. I think you're right, Johnny. I think Klopp got it absolutely spot on. Um, and you know, he he backed us to go and get the goal. Backed his players to 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 break the play up. Go and get the goal early on, and really put them under pressure and capitalise, and we did. And he knew that they would then have to come out. And you saw in the second half, time after time after time, um, we did them on the counter-attack. And those three broke up play brilliantly in the middle of the park. They were able to set us off, both when Napoli were trying to counter us and when they were trying to pick us apart. Um, and when you have that space, at which Napoli afforded us, you know you know that those three can, can destroy any team. Um, and if anybody had any doubts over the way we've been playing over the last um, the last three months, then you know they should now be dispelled. But I think he's able to do that now, particularly because and people have said that we've we've seeded some defence, we've seeded some attacking um, intent in order to 
to shore up at the back, and I don't think that's the case. Um, because we've been like this. I think we're more selective, Dave. Stand. I honestly think that we're more selective about when we attack and how we attack, and that's that. Whereas last season, it was just through the kitchen sink. Well, yeah, I agree. We relied a lot on our counter pressing last season, and and what you now have is is and what we've had for the last year is a defence behind us, um, which can cope with that if it needs to and when it needs to. And Chief, you know. You have you seen closer than anybody how Klopp improved Dortmund's defence to a, a ridiculous level, um, and how he did that. Is there parallels here as to, to how he's gone about um, inst- instilling that improvement over a couple of seasons? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, sp- I suppose so. Um, I suppose the, the difference. Uh, at Dortmund was that yeah he didn't go and uh, he didn't have the money to go and buy an Alison Becker for seventy five mil, um, or uh, or Virgil Van Dijk for seventy five and Alison. How much was Alison? Eighty. It ended up something around sixty six, didn't it? Which let's be honest, they'll probably get the way we're going. Absolutely. So, um, but I mean, the idea is the same. It was based around a really solid. Uh, really, really solid centre back partnership, complementary to each other, and obviously Hummels was a was a big part, or Hummels was a big part of that at the time. And then um, quick uh, attacking fullback play, um, and you know it, it, it was the first thing really that he tried to address when he went to Dortmund because they were regularly conceding a lot of goals, and it took took him a couple of seasons. But the season that first won the league, I think they conceded. I think it was single figures that conceded in the league that season, and if it wasn't, it's it's ten or eleven. You know, it's a real real low number, um, and you can sort of see parallels, obviously, in the number we've conceded so far. Okay, only sixteen games gone, but in the league, it's six goals. Um, it's there was a statistic. There was a statistic there, um, Chief, that we scored more goals against Allison in two legs in the European Cup last year than he's conceded this season in the Premier League yeah it's mad I think he's now had the best start to a, a, a career for Liverpool as a Liverpool goalkeeper in terms of uh, he, he's unbeaten obviously like so I, think that's sure. a, I think it's a Liverpool player yeah a Liverpool player yeah obviously it would be mental um, yeah, so long may I continue, but it's built. It's not. It's not really fluky. Like it's not like we've you know been that that lucky to to not concede goals because we're we're not giving up the chances as as regularly as as we know, and we're we controlling games. So I mean, what what you were talking about there about the difference in uh, attacking style and and how is it different to last year and so on and it, we're. We are more selective, yeah, but we're we're coming from a position where we're in control of games, and then or gaining control of games, uh, and then scoring, and then going on, and you know maybe you're opening up a little bit, or maybe you're not, maybe you're happy with two 0 or whatever, but you're you're doing it from a position of control rather than scoring goals to get control of games. If you see what I mean, see the legs as well. Like you know, like look at like in all honesty, Chief, you look at us in that Champions League final, we were out in our feet. We'd, we'd yeah. given everything and there was nothing left. That's because we played a hundred mile an hour football from, from November. And, and yeah. I think that, I think that he's learned something from that. And, you know, they say that Klopp can't play any other way and whatever. No, but he showed us he, he, he actually can. And, and we're can. actually witnessing yes. it. Now, I don't, I don't for, for one second, not believe that at some point this season, Jurgen Klopp's going to cut them loose and just go, go have fun, boys. But at this moment in time, and especially like every pundit, Every I don't I don't know where these pundits come from. Have you know City are now behind us, but they're still favourites. You know there were two points ahead of us. You think they were never dropping a point again in their history? Like uh, you know, all it takes. We saw it tonight. There, I watched the first half of City. I watched the second half of United. And I'll tell you what, like who was, it was Hoffenheim and night were well at City. And if the Premier League teams would take a bit of a look at it, if you get at them, you get a bit of joy. And and you know for that reason, this I am so optimistic about about. The season, and we shouldn't be looking at the city as unassailable. They are, and it's a long bloody season, and they'll want to go deep in the Champions League as well. We're we're in fucking great shape here. You make a good point, Dave, and I think the other thing that we we have that we haven't had before is probably 
the deepest and strongest squad that we have ever had. And, and zero you know, pressure, Dave, because all the pressure. Well, we're sitting top of the league. They're lumping the pressure on the Pep Guardiola. It's, it's, it's yeah. fucking golden. It's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. absolutely. A hundred percent. And you saw that they, they, you know, they played really well for probably 40 minutes against Chelsea, but didn't maybe created one chance. Sterling kind of fluffed, but... Aside from that, if they're if they're missing Aguero, and I don't want to talk about Man City, but I'm just going to say this: if they're missing Aguero, you have Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus is finished for this season. I don't think he's. I don't think his head's anywhere near it. The trauma, what happened to him in the World Cup, I don't think he's getting over this season. I think it's a write-off season for. And he was brilliant. That kid was brilliant, but he's nowhere near that player anymore. And Aguero does like his time out. Uh, he's he gets quite injury prone, and without that, you know, Sterling and Sani are are excellent. But without that that central figure, I don't think City are just as good. And you can bring back De Bruyne, you can bring back whoever. Without Aguero, I just don't think they're, they're the same animal. Well, we will see. But but as I was saying there, Dave, the the the, the depth of squad that we have now is is far superior to anything that we've ever seen far uh, with this Liverpool team. For, sorry, far superior to last year. You know, oh, far su- far superior. Far superior. So yeah, not 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 only with the not only with the signings, but we we've talked about the improvement and the evolution of players. And you're getting a tune out of out of um, Joe Manip now. Um, you know, Joe Gomez looks like Joe Gomez looks like one of the best centre halves in the league. Joe Gomez yeah. is like Joe Gomez is like a new signing. There's no doubt about that. Um, and you've got Trent and Robertson um, who have. Most of the career still to go, and Robertson again has really kicked on. So um, we've taken a couple of knocks recently. Um, we've finally put the Champions League out to bed. We're safely through to the next round, but there's a big, big one at the weekend, and it's it's the shittest United team I've ever seen at home. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy. And Johnny, we've got the. We've got the the squad now, but we've picked up a couple of injuries in the last few weeks, um, particularly at the back. So, where do you think we'll go with that? Oh, it's um, I think it's a, some, it's a really difficult some, question. Um, I think I I think you'll see Keda uh, on on Sunday because. And I don't think you'll see that formation that you saw against Napoli. Because um, that's the point I was making was Klopp knew that they're not going to compromise the way they play. You know, there's still a lot of a sorry in that Napoli team and how they go about it, building from the back. And you could see that with Espina. He just kept, they kept persistent, playing short, playing short, playing short. If there is one thing on earth we know is going to happen on Sunday, it's that it'll be like rugby from Manchester United in terms of territory. This is the way they've played at Anfield under Mourinho every single time. They will play long. He will have instructed that team that they are not to attempt anything resembling build-up football, 30 yards from their own goal, 30, 40 yards. They just won't do it. You will you will see this. Anybody watching football, just, just watch how drilled it'll be. You know, they'll probably go with experience. Uh, I'm. They'll go with Young. They'll go with Valencia. He won't let the kid... Uh, you won't see the kid Dallow um, playing. He'll have Ashley Young in there. Um, they will just play the ball long down the channels. You'll see. You'll see Fellini for sure. Uh, you'll see. You'll see Maric. You'll see Herrera. You'll see all the snide and horribleness that United have. But it's about yeah, an early goal, guys. That's all it is. If we can get at them, get at a, get a goal early, it changes everything. The bus has to stop. Well, Dave, do you know what, though? This is the thing. Yeah, you know, an early goal against United would be the dream because, you know... Well, an, early goal, United... an early goal fucks up their whole game plan. You yeah, it up, you you and we've failed to do minutes. it for the last three seasons. Yeah, and the thing is with United, you know, this is one thing I've, I've said about them under Mourinho. You know, when they start having to chase a game against a good team, they're a rabble. They really are. They're, you know, I... They're not a good team. They're not a well-drilled team. But there's one thing you can be sure of: is they're getting a load of stick. They're 16 points behind us, and 
this might seem absurd and it doesn't, it doesn't there's not even maybe logic to it and maybe it's just years and years of those guys that team just getting one over us how many times have we outplayed them and seen them come away with a with a 1-0 and you just wonder how they've managed it even at Old Trafford um so they will they will come they will play long they so I think Klopp will know that Klopp's had time to see that and I think even if we don't get the the early goal um which I think Mourinho will be obsessing over with them. What we've got to do is we have just got, we have better players. We have a better team. We're in a far better form. We have, we have everything going for us. What Liverpool need to do we is just We have the better goalkeeper, pitch. John. When was the last time we were able to say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably you know, on, on form this season. I know there's a lot of United fans on Twitter like making all of these you know statements about Alisson, about oh, like that one save. But it's almost like, like forget about that one save. That was just a big moment last night. The fact is, the guy's let in six goals all season. He saved us two points at Burnley. He made that massive save against Everton. He made those massive saves against Chelsea to keep us in the game. He's just he's earning us points, you know. And that's what that's what great goalkeepers do. So you look at it on every aspect. You look at the teams. We're playing better. I think you'll see Keita because I think Klopp knows. You know, we're not going to have the, the front three as a playmaker against these boys. You know, they're not going to give us anything cheap. We are going to have to just get player game, move the ball quick, get our fullbacks forward, pick our moments and really go at them. And if we can, put pressure on that defence. The one thing we know, I guess, is, and you probably all agree, that back four of theirs is nowhere, you know, they're nowhere near as consistent a unit as they were last season. They are coughing up chances. They're coughing up goals. Seeing them again tonight, Phil Jones had a a comedy show. He slid one of his own. Another own goals. But there's no continuity yes. there, John, from the build a back uh, to build a defence. He's been chopping and changing from day one, and there's yeah. no continuity. Whereas we're at least we have continuity there. Okay, yes, we're having to sw- swap around with Gomez, but we have continuity along our back line. Yeah, we do. You know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm quietly confident. You know, I think if we play our game, but I'm not going to lie. I think it's not ideal that we've lost. You know, Trent came off injured. Matip done his collarbone in the last tackle of the game. He's gone for six weeks. We've got Gomez out for five, six weeks. You know, this is a really horrible time. We've got Arsenal, City, United all coming up. Um, and we're down to Lovren and Van Dijk. And it's not it's not ideal. I'd, I'd have been a lot more comfortable um, going out against United with, with, with Gomez, obviously, fit. But... You know, there's still more than enough there. It's a, it's a, it'll be a big test, though, and I think psychologically it'll be huge. You know, if we can finally, we haven't scored again. I just read something today that made my mind boggle. Um, we haven't scored a goal in the league against them at Anfield since Daniel Sturridge scored. Um, I think it was the header in thirteen fourteen. Yeah, and and I seen that and I thought that and that was, was early in the season as well. Yeah. Now I, I read that and then I thought maybe that's not right. I think it wasn't wasn't there one where Gerard well, we put them last... out of, we put them out of out of Europe, John. Maybe that's where you're getting That's confused. not the, uh, no, was, the was, game, it, was the game was the game scored two. Did that not finish two one or was that two nil? I didn't didn't start score at the near post there. No, maybe uh, against Bank. He pulled a consolation goal back. Nah, right, line, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bottom line is we don't, you know, we have scored a settle here and I think we're due one. And more than anything else, forget all logic. I always think when it comes to football, there's one thing that usually matters and that's when you're due one. <laughs> when you're due one, you're due one. And I think we're due one. So, um, Chief, I'm going to come to you first. Um, it, it's fairly obvious, I think, how, how United are going to line up. I think they'll probably go five at the back. I think Johnny's right. I think he'll go for his tried and trusted, his his go-to man, as Jose likes to, his, his inner circle. He'll go for the, the Youngs and Valencias. They'll probably be your two fullbacks. You'll have whatever three centre halves you can pull together. Probably Rojo and Jones and and Bay, who he hates for some reason, but he bought him. Um, and then you'll have big lads in the middle of the park. Maddox, Herrera, you know, maybe see Lingard and he'll look probably to... I think Rashford started in the bench tonight and Martial didn't even travel, so I'm presuming he's going to go to Gonna to go to that pace to try and exploit us um, on the on the break with the the diagonal clearance slash pass um, from their <laughs> own third. 
industrial football. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So do you think we're more likely to see, um, and I, I, I really don't mean to sound disrespectful here, but I'm going to, and I don't care loads, the same type of formation that we've seen against the weaker teams at Anfield with Shakiri in the mix? You mean, uh, what is it, the 4-2-3-1? Yeah. Uh, Fabinho coming back in. I mean, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm just trying to pull up United's uh, away record here, but uh, let's see what it is because I, I don't think it's particularly good at all this year. Obviously. Their away re- their away record is, is is equal to Wolves and I think Brighton. It's exactly the same. It's eleven. The worst away records, huh? Well, stats, it's not stats don't in. matter for these games. This, this is this is different. Well, yeah. I, I get that, but I, I also I'm also digging what uh, what Johnny was saying there. Sometimes you argue one, and um, like I, I envisage this one going a little bit like perhaps the um, the the famous three penalty one against them, where we against Moises United, where we absolutely battered them. Yep, at Old Trafford. Yeah, and I, I have a funny feeling it might go that way because they are bad. Like, they're much worse than they were last year. You know what I mean? They, they've gone backwards. They're falling apart. So, I mean, you know, pride comes before fall and all that, but the conditions could be better for us. Obviously, we've talked about the, the, the centre-back issue. When you know It's always twos and threes. We seem to get when we get injuries in the, in the same position. Um, but hopefully Lovren's fit at least because obviously he, he, well he is actually he came on didn't he? So he's back because he had missed a couple of games well with the concussion hadn't he? Or that was the the line. So yeah, I can see they're obviously going to go industrial or uh, long ball. Uh, Fellini's going to be in there. Herrera. It's all been said. So um, I can see I can see us going bringing Fabinho back in to be honest I think we should keep him in the fold he needs games now he needs to build up match fitness I think he's, he's now sharp enough um, and I think he's, he, he seems to be getting better with every game uh, came on and, and, and did well in his in his role last night as well um, so I would be I'd be yeah definitely um, tempted to pick him uh, Shakiri. Hmm. Again, yeah, yeah, you never know. Uh, in the front three, who do you give a rest to? You know, you know, Mo Salah's starting. I mean, I think the front three, the front three for this one, it's it's United at home. I think any any of those three, if any of those three didn't start and weren't actually injured, I think they'd be fucking fuming um, for this one. So I don't know about Shakiri per se. I mean, Shakiri's a good, he's a good player to bring on, isn't he? He's a, he's a good impact sub. Um, it's Tuesday, Sunday as well, so there's a long gap, um, long you know, long enough kind of recovery time. So I don't think resting is going to be um, massively important for this, or, or hugely considered. Um, I don't know. I think I, I'd be. Can, I, I think we might might bring a Fabinho in for. Uh, I know he's, he'd want to play Milner. He'd probably want to play Henderson. Fabinho well, right back. Chief, what do you, what, yeah, what do you feel about that? Right but I think if Trent is is out, uh, if he if he can't make it, then yeah, Fabinho is likely to start there because I think he'll want to play him. But I, what do you think? I mean, do you not think he'll be he'd be tempted to go with the same midfield that started last night, given that it's a fairly long turnaround and it was a home game and, and so on? Dave, I personally think that he will go something similar to what he did at Everton. Or um, sorry, well, not at Everton, but against Everton, um, where he will probably play. You know, you might see one, two of three: Wijnaldum, Henderson, Fabinho. Fabinho. Um, I'm doing that thing again. Um, <laughs> um, two of those three, and then you'll probably see a three and one, and the three will be the three will be Mane, Firmino, Shakiri. Um, I don't think Kaida gets the nod. Well, I don't think so. No, I don't. Um, I think he does that. I, I don't know why. I think he does that. I just think he does that. I just think. Fair and, and well, the, the other 
option is, and this this and this is the thing, Dave, that I, that I wanted to, to talk to you about um, with the strength and the depth that we have. You could realistically see a back four of, and bearing in mind we've lost two, two centre halves, and let's assume the Trent's out and our starting right back. So we've lost our starting right back, um, our first back, choice backup right centre. back as well because Klein's out. Don't forget. Right, we're okay. not gonna we're not gonna see Klein play. I, I don't think, think so. I don't think no. so. But let's be honest. And, and well, this is what I was talking about with the depth. You've got Klein there, who's an England international, who's about fifth choice right back. It's fucking mental, you know. But you can realistically, you've lost Maddox, you've lost Gomez, and you've lost Trent, and you're going fuck me. And you could line up with a back four of Robertson, Van Dijk, Lovren, and Fabinho. But you've but it shows you you've bought versatility, Dave. But this is what I mean. This is what I mean. So considering that. Dave, you, you think you think we're going to see Kaida? What do you think it's going to look like? Because I think that's what it's going to look like. Well, not I think that's what it's going to look like, but probably um, Lovren and fingers crossed the Trent's fit or, or or else Milner. Well, I don't. I, from what I was sort of reading, I, I assumed that Trent was uh, was no a no hoper for the game. Like, is, is there hope for him, Dave? It hasn't been determined what it is. He went off. He hurt his foot. Yeah. Um, I, I, know know. Got, I know Maddox got. I know definitely got. He got a kick. Yeah, it might just be. It might just be a bit of bruising, and they might just wait. Johnny was right in what he was saying earlier on. We're, we're lucky we've got we've got Tuesday to Tuesday to Sunday, which is great. Um, with and they're two home games as well, um, which is fantastic. And United have had to go to Turin or not Turin. Where do they go? Valencia is a nice place. Um, and the day later as well. So you know we should be feeling eight. confident. That way, and they got, but that's because of all of the things that we've talked about about how that they're shit. Yeah. So, um, By the way, yeah, just to back that up, away from home, uh, United have won three all season, lost three, drawn two. They've beaten Burnley, uh, they've beaten Watford, and they've beaten Bournemouth. Yeah, and they yeah. just about beat Bournemouth. Just they? about they were lucky to beat Bournemouth. I mean, yeah, they were lucky to beat Bournemouth. I think it's eleven points from eight games, and their goal difference is minus one. Yeah, um, so it's not a great show. And our home record, on the other hand, is pretty imperious. I just want to say this, though. Um, and I don't want to be a... I think we'll win. And I think we're due one. And I think we're far better than them. But United will come downfield. They will have a plan. And unlike other games where I think United... I think sometimes they have difficulty buying and doing what Mourinho wants. You know, because it's so... It's probably so rubbish to play for him, so boring. So if you're talented and want to go forward, it must be soul-destroying, and that's what you see. But I think the one thing that you will get is United's players deep down know right now Liverpool are a lot better than them. They're a lot better. They're 16 points ahead. We're miles ahead of them in goal difference. We must be, I don't know, probably 24, 25 goals better off than them in goal difference. Well, there's just like... Well, it, they're, they're different goal difference is like zero. No, it's two. I think after the, the, it, the, it, was, two. it was it was it was minus until ages ago. Or sorry, it was, so minus, it was minus until for ages. It was minus. Everton yeah, was got minus. a better goal difference than them. Just just let that yeah. sink in. Everton it was minus Everton twice the team, Neil. Yeah, it was uh, minus until the weekend. You know they beat they, beat, they did beat. Fulham, oh, that's right. They beat Fulham. They beat the worst defence in the league four one yeah, at home, four. and that's brought them in the positive goal difference. Rolled over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the, you know what? The, that's the only reason they've now got a positive goal difference. But the one thing is, and this is all my, my, my final sort of point on it, this is the one game they know the gap between them and us at the minute, and they those players will want to go out at Anfield. They will not want to go out there and get smashed. So they will buy into what Mourinho wants for this game. They have done for the last number of seasons. They will be disciplined. They will sit in. And when you've got players... They have some decent players that are willing to sit like Matic, like Herrera, like like uh, Fellaini, and just play a very disciplined long ball game and sit and sit and sit and be happy with a nil nil from the kickoff. It's very hard to break that down. So we're going to have to play really well to break them down. Let's have no illusions. We're going to have to play really well to break Man United down at the weekend. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think we'll win. Yeah, but. But that, but that is what it is. So, a few minutes left, guys. Just to finish us off, um, Dave. This last season, um, we got to the Champions League final. We were on a real high, and we went 
went into the next season and for the first time in ages, we didn't seem to rest on our laurels and we went big. We went absolutely massive in the transfer market. And, you know, the keepers and fucking massive hit. Shakiri is the bargain of the season. Um, Kaida and and Fabinho now are starting to do that thing that new signings do kind of in the middle of the season where they just explode onto the scene because they've, they've suddenly got it. The pennies dropped with them what they have to do in the pitch and then they can go and they can do it. So do you think moving into January, because we're not that far away, guys, we're three weeks, uh, moving into January, we're going to rest on our laurels considering the position that we're in, or do we go into the market and do we get that player that we talked about that we didn't have, that's Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, that was missing theoretically last night and has been missing away to PSG, etc. Um, because Nabil Fakir scored tonight. Yeah, I was just going to say Oh, that. fuck, here we go. <laughs> no, wait, hold on, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Nabil Fakir scored tonight. And also, um, interestingly, I saw that we were, um, there was a, a, a link, if you want to put it, to, to Pascal Gross um, for about 15 million from Brighton. Who really? is that type of yeah? Who is that type of clever, um, creative um, player with the guile that you need? So, what do you think? What are your thoughts? And let's throw into let's throw into the, the consideration about how how Van Dyke went last year, just for shits and giggles, and how that played out. Well, so what do you think? I have no doubt if the player that Klopp wants is available. We will buy them, and it doesn't matter whether it's January or the summer. And I think that you, you know you mentioned the Van Dyke and the Van Dyke arrival, and I think this is this is the thing. He waits for his man. Now, if the man's available, I don't think it matters what transfer window we go after targets. Whether or not at this moment in time he feels the need to do that, whether or not Jurgen Klopp actually feels, hang on here, I'm top of the Premier League here. I've only a points gap to City. You, you know, it's clear that you you know everybody talks about it. We're, we're missing that one in midfield. Maybe the Ox would have been that player. Who, who, who knows? But he's injured. We'll not know this season. You know, if he does go big and goes after, say, let, let's just call it Fakir, just for the sake of, of, of arguments, hypothetically. And say we were to get him. Yes, he's needed. But then, you know, come the end of the season, are, are we looking at just send to the likes of a Jordan Henton? I have no problem with it, obviously. Goodbye, Jordan. Because you're, you're just surpassing. Uh, them and we will have such a stock of midfield players. Um, I, I think, but again, Dave, I think I think with regards to that that type of buy one in, cast one off, City are setting the bar for. I know, Dave, but what you got to remember is City are not playing by the rules. We are. We're playing by FFP, which is a very very important part of all this. And so that's you, fair, but it's irrelevant. We still need to keep up, albeit within the rules that are there yeah, in place. So, but we so still need to try and keep we, up. We also have a wage structure, and and obviously to get into our team at the minute, you're going to have to have a, a it's like Liam, Liam Neeson, a special set of skills to get into our team, um, and that comes at a price, and that comes at also a price for wages, and given the fact you know we've got the ox sitting there, uh, who's obviously on decent money. And you've got Henderson, you've got Milner, who, you know, Milner, I, I don't want going anywhere. I, as far as I'm concerned, I'd love to see him finish his time with us. But then that, that leaves you Captain Fantastic, who, who is going to be the one edged out of here because it can't be one album. Uh, and, and this is the thing, if you're con- continually buying, at this point, you're going to end up with this, this sort of belly in the squad in, in the midfield. And do, do we need the player? Yes, we do. But we, I think what we we're looking at, and this is FSG and this is Klopp, and it's all pragmatic and it's German and it's Forsprung der Technik shit and, you know, stuff like that. I, I just don't see it unless it is someone that he is, he has a hard on over, basically. Okay. Well, I suppose we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, that's us out of time. Thanks very much. Um, Johnny, anything to plug? Want to drop your Twitter handle or anything? Yeah, I'll drop a Twitter handle. It's at Tubin Lad. Lots of nonsense about Brexit and politics and, and some football as well. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Um, Chief, anything yeah. to plug? I'm sure you're watching something interesting if you're not writing anything interesting. Definitely not writing anything at the minute. Like, um, 
Watching no well house of cards last season. That's that's pretty good. I can, I can plug that. It's uh, not is too bad. Worth, but I, yeah, I've, I've avoided it. Neil, is it worth watching? Yeah, I mean we're only without space. Only, it can't be good. Only a few seasons, seasons in, or a few episodes in, like. But yeah, it's good. It's good so far, like. Um, I mean, it's obviously Kevin Spacey was great, like, but they did them and they, 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 they managed to work it pretty well, like. Um, so it, it's you've got to finish it, I suppose. If you started yeah. it, you might as well finish it. Exactly, you're going to see it through. But uh, but yeah, just not much else. You can follow me on Twitter if you want. At nineteen eighty, loads of Brexit ridiculousness. So deal with it. Um, otherwise, yeah, sign for Keir. Plug in signing for Keir. All right, that'll do, Dave. Absolutely nothing to plug, but you can find me at DaveRN66 on Twitter occasionally. All right, well, guys, thanks very much. Um, another good week for the Reds. Every week's the biggest week of the season. Every match is the biggest match of the season. What a, what a time! What a time to be alive! So, um, thanks very much. The Manx are shit up the red. See you next week.